Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Okay, let's talk about this Rolling Thunder Ottawa motorcycle event. Several arrests, seven last night in Ottawa, I believe more today. David Perry is the CEO of Investigative Solutions Network, Inc., 28 years with the Toronto Police Service. He retired as a detective sergeant, and uh, Dave was with us in February. Dave, thank you for the time. And how will police have prepared for this weekend's Rolling Thunder event? Um, in reaction, will they have prevent, uh, prepared for it independently, totally separately, or will there have been a reaction to uh, last February? It'll totally be a reaction to last February. Um, lessons learned, therefore, uh, a new application of different strategies to make sure that we don't have a repeat. Nobody wants to see what happened in Ottawa last February, a complete blockade and shutdown of the city, and a lot of stress in, on that city and, and uh, people just trying to go about their everyday lives. They're not going to let that happen again. So we just heard the acting chief, uh, Steve Bell, say that protests will be protected, the right to protest will be protected by his force, and uh, the same would be said by chiefs of police across the country. So we have that right in this country. How fine a line, though, is it for police to respond on the ground in real time? I think what's happened subsequent to the, the blockades is that the line has been moved a little bit. The line is always drawn on respect restraint from a policing perspective. Um, I've been there. I've, I've, I've done way too many protests even count. Some of them I partially understood. Some of them, like this one, I had no real clear understanding of what the mandate of the protest is. But regardless, as a police officer, your duty is to uh, keep the peace. And in keeping the peace, it's a, you have to walk that very fine line, as you said, the right to protest versus the absolute right for the police to invoke and uh, to enforce laws to protect the general public. So I think you're going to continue to see a lot of restraint on, on what I would call uh, the normal legal protests that we all expect to see in this country. But I think there will be zero tolerance for anything that even looks like last February in terms of occupation. Okay, based on what we know, what we've seen over the last uh, day and a bit, in Ottawa, is there something that particularly concerns you about what has taken place so far, or do you think this weekend will essentially come out um, without too much trouble? That's always hard to estimate, Roy, and what I can tell you is that the police are very well prepared this time. Mm -hmm. And um, what I can also tell you is that we have better intelligence. And when I say that, we, the police, have better intelligence on, on who's attending, and as we've already heard reports coming in of, the, of certain people that were arrested, there was a lot of people that were there who are already on releases, and part of their recognizance is not to be in the city of Ottawa. So same players, same beats, maybe a different presentation, but that's common with most protests. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a protest in my entire life where, for example, we're here to protest the following subject. And that's all that showed up. There are always people who will attach themselves to any protest that aren't even interested in the subject matter. They're just there to protest, maybe to, you know, incite some violence, to engage with the police, to do all of these kinds of things. And they're what I call professional protesters. A lot of these people, it's all they do. 
Yeah, you pointed that out to us in February, that there will be people, and this was as we were heading into uh, the situation in February, there will be people there who really have very little to do with the convoy, very little to do with the messaging. They have their own agenda, their own message, and they're there for only that reason. So if I can just, and you've, you've policed many protests, as you just told us, what's it like for a police officer on the ground if you're commanding other police officers and you're on the ground in a very fluid situation, what's it like to be in charge in a situation like that? What do you look for? What stimuli do you respond to? And, and where do you say, Dave, this is as far as we're going to go. This is what we'll tolerate. This is what we won't. How do you handle that on the ground? Yeah, good good question. And, and tolerance is the message. And uh, continuing to shift that line and, and make live decisions on what the police are going to tolerate versus what we're absolutely not going to tolerate. For example, if you if you blatantly assault a police officer, you you can assume that you're about to get arrested. If you resist, you can assume that they'll use reasonable force to take you into custody and, and haul you away. That's just the way it goes. But, you know, a lot of times you see this face-to-face, people yelling and therefore spraying their spittle all over a police officer, right in their face, phones stuck right in their face, which is technically an assault. And, and, you know, when you think about it, just from our own perspective, would you ever tolerate that from anybody? No. Like standing nose to nose with you, yelling in your face, spitting in not your face, chance. especially during COVID, not a chance, right? But in policing, you have to, because you take action on that. Who knows what that's going to incite? Who knows what's going to happen next? How many people in the crowd are going to then participate to, you know, in their view, save this person who's being wrongfully arrested and so on? So extreme tolerance it's a very stressful very difficult day for police officers it's nothing i ever enjoyed as a matter of fact i really didn't enjoy doing protests for some of the reasons i just explained to you yeah is it possible to diffuse situations on again if you're on the ground and uh, you're you're um, commanding a certain number of officers in a specific area and things are developing around you quickly. Is it possible to diffuse a situation on the ground just by the way you act and react as a, as a police officer? Well, um, maybe, is diffuse is a bit of a, maybe, maybe diffusing is a bit of a strong word, but make, make sure that you don't be the ignition for it is, is more of the approach, right? Okay. And, of course, if you have respected, truly identified leaders of the protest, and they're there protesting legally on every account, and things get a little out of control. Sometimes you can use those leaders and, you know, strong communication for those leaders to get them to assist you in getting, let's say, the rebel rousers to, to back off, to calm down, to stop inciting, and so on. And, and you could, yes, you can have a lot of success with that, but there's something that has changed in our world recently, at least from what I see, right? I, I haven't seen one of those leaders or a group of leaders step forward that are truly committed to their cause and committed to what they're saying about not breaking any laws and not being violent and so on. I mean, I noticed the the, the so-called leader of this one, uh, you know, he says in, in one uh, you know sentence that they're going to make sure that they respect uh, and don't uh, form any blockades, obstruct the police in performing their duties and so on. But on the other hand, um, but if the police try and stop us from coming into downtown Toronto and, and around the Parliament building, it's going to be a free-for-all. So you have to ask yourself, so which is it? You know, what, what is the message, that you're there for peaceful protest or that you're there for the free-for-all? And I, I think the latter has a lot more to do with the truth in some of these organizations, and that's what the police are going to have to protect against. 
Okay, so Ottawa police and the city administration have said that one of their key objectives this weekend is to restore trust in police and the council from the residents of the city at this time. Does that lead us to conclude, I don't see how it doesn't, uh, but let me ask you, does it lead us to conclude that there is legitimate criticism of how the Ottawa police handle themselves, handle the situation in February? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's it's a, a pendulum swing for which I've never seen where we went with what I would call uh, lackadaisical um, open willingness to tolerate everything up to including uh, blockades, encampments, all the craziness we saw back in February, uh, to the point where I think the, the public and therefore the politicians of Ottawa said enough's enough, we're not going to let that happen again. And and the pendulum has swung way over to the other side. And the, here's here's the fine balance. That pendulum could be swinging and we're, it's going to be exercised in Ottawa this weekend. And if all goes well, that's kind of where it's going to stay, at least for now. But if we have this so-called free-for-all, as, as described by one of the organizers, and there's a significant amount of violence and therefore a fairly significant amount of use of force by the police, that's where the lines will divide and that's where people are going to use the video from those use of force. Oh, look at the brutality of the police officers without playing the entire video and showing entirely what happened. For example, a police officer getting hit over the head with a brick or having something tossed at a horse or whatever and the police take appropriate action. It's all about manipulation of the message. So who knows what's going to happen? But I think clearly, um, if not everywhere, the citizens of Ottawa were sick of what they had to endure during the month of February and, and more. And they're, they're, there's a lot of pressure on the police to make sure that it doesn't happen again. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.